Hi, welcome back to the Kurt Corgi Podcast. Today's guest is Asher, who is a preschool teacher residing in Seattle. Uh, I met him at this meetup uh, meet picnic, picnic. Asher, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Corgi. I really appreciate it. It's uh, great to be on the show. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, I, it's been a pleasure being here. I've enjoyed this picnic a lot and uh, got this free book, Daily Stoic, which is pretty awesome. And uh, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, Daily Stoic by Ryan Holiday. I just finished uh, one of his books yesterday. But uh, this show is about you. So, Asher, what kind of things inspire you? Well, you know, I'm a preschool teacher, and what I see a lot around me is I see a lot of um, kids and adults alike who do things that are really inspiring every single day. And it's really a pleasure and kind of an honor to really uh, be around them. Um, There are two sides to it, I think. The kids who are ages three to five that I work with, are inspiring in that they are so curious and so, um, they're so willing to just take on anything they see in front of them. When they go outside to play with something new or when they see a challenge being presented to them, whether in the form of counting something or solving a puzzle or figuring out how a certain toy works, they, they don't ask many questions. They get excited they go right towards it they don't show you know a lot of nervousness or or um fear about oh what if it doesn't work what if it doesn't go well what if i'm not able to complete it in the way in the way i'd like for it to happen they just they go they sit down and they start playing with it and they see what they can do they see how it works they see how they can change it they see where the mistakes they make lie and they see how they can fix them and that i think is really inspiring because they don't have to um stand around and ponder and contemplate doing it in the first place they just go right on ahead and you know after that they can maybe they'll ask questions or maybe they'll seek others for support but they just they get started and they get it going that's really inspiring to me and likewise the adults i work with too i have some co-workers who you know at home they have two kids they have to take care of and it's really amazing because not only do they go to school 40 hours a week to teach kids, but they have to take some of them home. They have to work with them at home and they have to, um, you know, develop relationships as a, as a mother, as a father, as a parent with their child. And that's really difficult to do sometimes, especially if you're working um, 40 hours a week at a job that's tiring. And then along with that, you have to cook dinner and do chores and take care of the household and, you know, worry about finances and everything else. And so the fact that you know, these people I work with are able to create such strong and loving bonds with their children, which they've been able to do along with creating such strong, loving bonds with all the children that they work with every day is simply amazing to me. And uh, it's been really wonderful to work with them and it's inspiring every single day and it inspires me to, to, um, well, to take on and seek out challenges in my life and to be unwavering in, in the responsibility of forging relationships and um, creating strong bonds even in the face of all the other tiring things that surround surround us in everyday life. And so I'd say that's probably what inspires me the most at this moment. Ah, that's a yeah. very complete answer. Thank you. Ah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so well, let's say you were like in, a, in kind of a slump and you want to get inspired in five minutes or less. How, how would you do so? Well, you know, to be honest with you, I've been in quite a few slumps lately um, because it's tough to find, it's tough to find, um, well, things that matter sometimes. You know, it's, sometimes it's difficult. And someone in my position, 21 years old, um, 
single by myself usually. Uh, we, we have our summers off at work, so I'm kind of, I'm, right now I'm not actually working with the kids and the adults that inspire me so much. And, um, you know, graduated school, ended up doing a job that I wasn't expecting to, you know. And uh, at this moment in time, don't really have much of a, of a, a path in mind or a vision of mind. And so sometimes oh. it is difficult to uh, to come up with the motivation or the uh, drive to do things because a lot of it has to has to start with okay what do I want to do and what do I want to do that matters and then it can be hard for me to think up of that and I think that's those are the times sorry this is a very roundabout answer but those are the times I feel when I'm the least inspired is when I just don't know what to do because it doesn't seem what I'm going to do is actually going to really matter in the end so. Considering that, I guess the things that I do to stay inspired is to is to keep searching, I guess, to try things, to keep those in mind that, you know, are, you know, like the kids are able to try things without inhibition and to keep trying to do that, you know. I'm uh, guilty of being someone who preaches things but doesn't really fall through with them myself. And uh, that's something that I think you know, I'm working on and... Um, something that I hope that over time and with practice I'll be able to to um, to start and to be more consistent with yeah wow. so. so you went into this job that you didn't expect you have and henceforth you draw your present inspiration from yeah you know to be honest yeah I started with it because of a girl you know she said she said she was going to start working at the summer camp program and uh, we started dating at the time and so I applied for this job as a summer camp counselor and I ended up doing it and uh, from then on there they offered me this job as an associate teacher and I was like sure I'll take it and here I am and you know studying art history in college you know it's not like uh, you're going to come out with your degree and you're instantly going to be working in a museum which I accepted and I knew and so from the get go I wasn't sure what I was going to be doing and uh, it's funny how that happened but uh, I guess in the end, the thing I take away from it, or the thing that I try to take away from it, though sometimes I have difficulty doing so, is that for me, knowing myself, and this is not true for everybody, but it's just for myself, to me it seems like what I do isn't as important as who I do it with at this point. I'd rather do things with people I really enjoy being around, really enjoy talking to, really enjoy connecting with rather than doing something by myself or with people that I don't know how to interact with that might be, in a sense, more fulfilling. To me, I enjoy, you know, even menial things like perhaps sweeping a porch, weeding a garden, doing something small or doing something that's seemingly small or seemingly minor. But as long as you have the right people around you and you're doing it for the right reasons, I think it can be just as fulfilling as being some great curator at a, a museum of my dreams or something like that, which years ago, that would have been my complete goal. Mm, very and, true. Uh, but do, do you have a vision of what you might be 10 years in the future? I have no idea. And that's the, kind of the scary part about the world we live in now is honestly, I, I have to accept the fact that I have no idea what the foundation of life might even look like in 10 years. With how much that things are changing, I have no idea uh, about anything. There, there can be, abs- I have no certainty. I have no guarantee. And that's something I just learned to accept and embrace at this point. Because who knows? In 10 years, we might wake up and 
we might all have our Apple glasses on or something and have all of our like computer feeds drawn directly to our brain and you know we might have our have our implants which allow us to like do like black mirror-esque kind of things who knows i have no idea you know but so oh yeah oh wow that's that's, uh (laughs) very deep (laughs) so so much i want to ask my arms are getting a bit tired (laughs) sorry yeah before we close is there any question you would like to ask you would like me to ask future guests any question oh that's a good one um Here's a good question to ask a guest. If there was a word that you wished people described you as, but they don't, what word would you want that to be? Oh, yeah. Well, how would you answer that? Uh, I would say if there was one word that I wish people would describe me as, but they don't, would be uh, gracious. Oh, well, yeah. why don't they describe you as that? Well, <laughs> um, well, that's one of the things that's... as. Um, that I, th- that I think about because one thing that I've thought about that makes me sad is and this is God wait, this is such a tangent you're going to get me on a tangent here but uh, you know one thing that I found out and one other thing that comes with working with the kids I work with the adults I work with is it's sad to me how just simply judgmental people are it's like you know a person will do one minor mistake they'll make one minor mistake do one little thing that someone interprets as oh that's not the right way to do it or oh this is wrong or oh they shouldn't do that and you know what they'll do is you know they they go at their breaks they go to their break tables and they'll completely don't this talk shit about this person like the whole time they'll say oh this person did this and this is terrible like how could they do it? you know they're just completely like just just trash this person's character in a moment of minutes and then that person they just trashed will come walk around the corner and they'll be like oh hey how are you doing hey, it's so good to see you and it's like what and even with the and not as much with the kids at least at our age but some of the older kids maybe fourth or fifth grade it's the same deal you know it's so easy for people just to instantly from the basis of one minor thing it is completely uh you know they're like oh yeah this person's no good and i think it's something that sometimes sometimes adults fall into as well as though you know somebody will do something that someone else interprets as oh you know i don't like that and then from that point they just you did yeah you know well yeah like politically i mean it's more true than ever like one little thing and it can completely derail the entire image of that person and leave a bad taste in your mouth like the whole rest of the time you interact with them and i'm guilty of that too and i hate that so and it's a behavior that's learned and rubbed off the more and more you're around it so i guess that's why i would answer gracious because i strive to be as much as i strive to be a person who's very very forgiving of what people say you know, I don't have many boundaries when it comes to, you know, what's okay to say, what's not okay to say, what's okay to do, what's not okay to do. And if things happen, then things happen. And um, I try to f- just find the, you know, find the best in it. You know, you might not agree with everything. That's fine. You don't have to agree with everything. But you don't let that destroy the image of that person at the same time. Uh, awesome, Asher. So, yeah. Oh, great talking Sorry. to you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We should actually, like, sit down and... Uh, <laughs> chat sometime yeah absolutely thank you Corgi I really appreciate it yeah Yeah. welcome to our thanks for coming to our show Asher yeah I really appreciate it thank you yes